Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. JJ to hang it up. QB's getting benched. And two of troubles. Plus a crazy free agent talk. Hint, it's not OBJ. Welcome into episode number 87 on this Wednesday, December 28th, coming to you. Uh, what's going on, JD? Back once again, middle of the week show here for, for the listeners. Had to give it to them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Lots of big news going on. Figured we'd pop in and say hello. Hope everyone had a good Christmas and is getting ready for the new year. Exactly, yeah. Um, I know who's not going to have a good year is Derek Carr, but that, that's we'll, we'll get into that later, but... <laughs> But uh, what? well, or maybe he will. Maybe he will. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I know who who is going to have a, a good start to the new year. Um, your boy Justin Herbert and the Chargers clinching a playoff berth with a twenty to three win over the Colts. Nothing more needs said other than the Chargers are in the playoffs. That game, not even worth talking about. But good, uh, good, happy New Year for for the Chargers and their fans. Hopefully, they don't end up doing what they used to do with Phillip Rivers and actually can make a run. <laughs> so, some Chargers uh, slander already. I love it. I mean, it's typical Chargers uh, fashion nah, to go to the playoffs and not do anything, but, but we'll I'm see. I'm just being brutal. I'm being brutal and honest. You know how I'd be around here. <laughs> Time we'll see. Time Back. we'll see. <laughs> um, I got something for you. What do Jay-Z and offensive linemen have in common? I, I couldn't tell you. Well, it used to be they got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. Now, with J.J. Watt retiring, they don't have to worry about that 99. <laughs> um, oh, <yeah. laughs> let's go. I love that. I love uh, that yeah. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Yeah, uh, J.J. announced earlier this week um, via Twitter after the Cardinals home loss. He says, uh, Koa, I apologize, J.J. I believe that's your son's name. Koa's first ever NFL game. My last ever NFL home game. My heart is filled with nothing but love and gratitude. It's been an absolute honor and a pleasure. Man, the honor and pleasure has been ours as a fan. Bro, we, we talked about him him before. Uh, you say on a regular basis, you know, he, he plays a game at a, 100 miles an hour. What were your, you know, first thoughts on this? Uh, I didn't expect it. I'm not surprised, but I didn't expect it. Were you ready for this or no? Yeah, no, it came in at left field. It's funny. We were just talking about him. Uh, maybe he listens to the show and he was like, uh, he caught wind. <laughs> I ain't of- never getting the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, he took our advice. Well, maybe he should just leave the Cardinals. But, hey, I mean, if he if he really is locking it up, um, you know, it, like you said, it's been a pleasure to 
to you know see his his career transform and uh I mean there for three or four years on the Texans man he was probably the best player in, in football a defensive player in football um he's just hard to hate like he's he's gotten the Walter Payton award um like he's a good guy on and off the field I've seen his mic'd up segments uh pretty hysterical I mean uh, when when he was on the Texans he was like you know he kept I forget who they were playing uh the guy could not block him at all. And he's like, I'm coming after that bitch all night long. He just kept saying that. <laughs> uh, he's a very intense guy, obviously being on the line there. Uh, but yeah, it, I've been a fan of him since like really day one. I mean, I heard people were talking about him, man, and uh, they didn't expect him from what, you know, going to Wisconsin. He actually transferred to Wisconsin, the big 10 and uh, in college, like they thought he was good, but they had, no one thought he would be like half of what he is. And, you know, for yeah, him to the, have the Hu- no. Go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. No, I was I just... gonna say the Houston Houston Texans fans actually booed him when when he was drafted. So <laughs> right. it's probably their worst boo of all time. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just been, dude. It's it, it, the thing I always look back on his career. Not not to only look at the negative, but it's like he left Houston to try and go to a winning culture, and like as soon as he goes over there, I mean they have that one great season his first year, and then ever since then it's been a a dumpster fire and it not not to any of his fault. It's just like uh Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, they just can't get on the same like they can't figure it out. They don't know how to win. It's just a, such a shame. <laughs> like he he's a guy that deserves a, a chip and, and it looks it looks like at least for the time being, like if he is hanging it up, he's not gonna get one. Yeah. Uh, I love you know, there were plenty of tweets all over the place, but I think Chris Collinsworth uh, said it best. I, I just love this. J.J. Watt played better in his last year than I did in my prime. Congrats on an amazing <laughs> career. <laughs> Nothing against you, Collinsworth, but I 150% agree. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah, man, just just a consummate professional. Yeah, just the way he played, like you said, you always say 100%, you know, whatever it is. Three-time defensive player of the year. Um, you mentioned the Walter Payton Award that he won um, after, I think it was like a hurricane, I believe, in 2017, but seven times All-Pro, all five-time Pro Bowl. Like, and, and the guy was injured, too. You know, He missed about 40 games in, in his career due to injury, and since 2011, man, he's, he's still like top five in every major stat. <laughs> like, you know, fourth in sacks after missing – he's missed two and a half seasons – and he's still fourth in sacks, first in QB hits, first in tackle for a loss, you know, the fumbles and top three in the fumbles and stuff like that. Like absolutely, absolutely insane. Uh, you figure, I mean, here's, here's a question for you. If he doesn't get injured, is he the best uh, defensive player of all time? Um, That's a great question. Um, Lawrence Taylor to me is like, I mean, I, I didn't watch those guys. Like I can't say you know, you can look at the stats, this and that, but from a dominant standpoint, he's close the way he is, uh, right. You know, the way we look at him now with, without the injury. So I, I gotta say it's, it would probably be a discussion of, you know, who's better Lawrence Taylor or JJ Watt. Like if he, if he never had the injuries, it would probably be some people side with JJ Watt, some people side with, with, um, with Lawrence Taylor, in my opinion, I mean, there's other guys, Reggie White, things like that. But I was just about to say, you got to throw Reggie White in that equation, 100. Right. Because Reggie, had, Reggie has, uh, I forget the stat, but he was like, it's an insane amount of like sacks he had in a short period of time. It was like yeah, the quickest because TJ Watt just hit some sort of milestone, and it was like quickest player to hit this many sacks in this many games or whatever. And Reggie was up there by like 20 games. It's, 
which is absolutely absurd. Yeah, it's quicker uh, than anyone else. Defensive player, like like to grade guys on like who's the best defensive player. It's kind of hard because like you could make a a case like Ed Reed was probably one of the best, but he's a safety. You know what I mean? Like it's, right, it's yeah. if you're comparing D lineman to D lineman, he's he's probably number one or number or in the top three. You know what I mean? Like there's no top way. three. Yeah, like, absolutely. Just, that's a fair that's a fair point. Absolutely. I mean, you got Tropala Malu and Ed Reed both being, you know, legends in my mind, legends at their position. Just just top top players um but yeah it is tough to to grade a safety you know versus versus alignment so well said sir well said um jj watt obviously though he, i mean he's eligible for the hall of fame in 2028 he's going to be a, a first ballot hall of famer there's no doubt in anybody's mind and if there's doubt in their mind they need to watch about three of his top games and that should erase the doubt just <laughs> but i just i think it's cool you know, especially with, you know, Brady playing in another year and end up, you know, there's other things involved, but Brady playing in another year, you know, the divorce because he wasn't putting his family first, you know, was part of it. And just to see him be like, Hey man, like, I just want to be a father. Here's my little guy. I just want to be a father. I'm a step away from the game. And at the top, top of his game too. I mean, not like the top, top, but he's still a standout player. You know, he's still above, well above average. So for him to walk out, unfortunately not a champion, but still, still an extremely solid um, defense alignment is is cool for me to see at least. Yeah, man. I mean, he has nine and a half sacks just this season. Like that's no, like he could he could probably get ten sacks. Uh, you know, playing in like twelve, fourteen games a year. Like he's just that much of a just a physical specimen. That guy is. He he's just throws people around like they're they're paperweights. You know what I mean? He, he's just the guy is. I mean. I've seen them, him and his brother do crazy things in the off season. Like they'll go on a polar plunge. Like they'll literally cut ice out of the ground and, <laughs> and, and go into there. And it's cool that it's his brother, because. right, right. Yeah. It's because, but it's cool. His brother, <laughs> uh, it's cool. His brother, not Derek Watt, who cares about him, but uh, TJ, <laughs> TJ Watt is, uh, is carrying on the, uh, the legacy. Like TJ Watt is, I mean, you can make a case. He's just as good as, as JJ was or, or close, you know, at that stage of in, in his career and and like it's cool that that he's the younger brother so he's got some some years left in the tank and both those guys yeah, man, they're, they're just uh they're just football like they are just brutes you know what i mean they they don't they don't mess around they they just make plays absolute studs i mean who's the better combo nick and joey bosa or tj and jj but with jj gonna be leaving the leaving the league we got you know there's not going to be that argument each year now you know <laughs> but crazy between the Boses and the watts and you know, those two families have have caused a lot of pain on offensive linemen <laughs> running backs quarterbacks you know like so but yeah absolutely absolutely um mad respect and love for jj looking forward to seeing him inducted into the hall of fame in, in 2028 so a uh, guy who will not be headed to the hall of fame <laughs> Um, unless he has an insane end to his career. Uh, Mr. Derek Carr was just benched for Jared Stidham, who will be making his first career start this Sunday. Um, I know you uh, – you've <laughs> so you say you like Derek Carr as a person but not as a player. So I'll let you take this one, this one first. Your first thoughts on Carr. Do you have a rant or is it just like not surprised? <laughs> um. After that Steelers game, man, it's not. I'm not gonna say I'm shocked. I mean, he threw, he threw three picks in that game that were were awful. Um, yeah, it's tough, man. Like I said, I, I root for that guy. I think he really cares about winning, um, and I think he's probably 
one of the utmost teammates in the league. I, you know, I can't yeah. say that I'm not in the locker room, but it just, it seems like he does really care about the guys and care about the whole organization as a whole. It's just there when you're not playing well. And I mean, they unloaded a boatload of when he signed his contract, that was a boatload of money. Um, yes, I believe it was a top contract at the time for a quarterback, if I it, remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he was getting paid more than Big Ben, you know, right, and then Big something like that doesn't doesn't much matter. But um, yeah, man, I mean, <laughs> to have Jared Stidham, I mean, we've seen Jared Stidham before in in New England. The guy is hot garbage. Um, <laughs> it's it's a little sad, in my opinion. Like, I mean, this is has to be the end of him in Oakland or in Vegas. When you say, I mean. It's just crazy to think about, man. Like, just last year, they were a possession away from beating the Bengals in the playoffs. You know, only God knows how far they get after that. And right. now this year, this year you add Devontae Adams, and you somehow get a, a hell of a lot worse. And on top of that, major regression. Yeah, major regression. I, I mean, I, I'm the first one to say, like, I think Josh McDaniels is a horrible coach. Um, yeah, like I blame I, him personally for the most so, part. I think that that lines it lays on his shoulders, honestly. Um, with Carr, Carr being apparently it was like both sides were talking about. And it was kind of like a mutual agreement. Um, he's due for thirty three mil next year, uh, fully guaranteed in case of an injury. Then seven point five mil in twenty twenty four in case of an injury. But I believe his time is most definitely done. The Colts have been mentioned as a potential location for him next um and their ever-changing carousel of a veteran quarterback so the um indianapolis jeff saturdays might have Derek carr (laughs) next year um goodness we'll see we'll see man we'll see what happens i know that uh tom brady all kinds of rumors about him floating around i heard about him possibly going to miami which um with tua to his concussion, third one of the year, man. There are a lot of people call, calling for him to to quit the season, take the rest of the season season off for his for his health's sake. You know, both doctors and uh, retired NFL players, analysts, longtime health definitely concerned. You know, Dolphins in playoff contention still, but I mean, this could in fact you know affect the rest of this guy's life. Um, concussions are no joke, and there are even people that are saying he should just retire now. Uh, I mean, I, I get it. I get the whole, like, they should shut it down for the rest of the year. I understand that. Like these people are, they are human beings at the end of the day. I think a lot of people get them mistaken with like, they're just an athlete and like they need to play every single week, no matter what's going on. Um, I mean, dude, the way his head hit that ground again against the Packers, I mean, his brain has to be mashed potatoes at this point. Um, with all due respect uh, to to Tua, but dude, that's awful. But as, as I hear where as, you're coming from. Yeah, it's as soon as it starts to heal, like as soon as he's like healthy for a couple of weeks, something else happens. It's like, um, you know, it's crazy. Like Tua came out of college, and like everybody was so worried about his injury concerns, and his he's, he has a bad hip. Like he's had hip surgery and things like that, and it's like you know, for the most part, he stayed healthy except for like concussions, which he has no control over. Like it, it just I feel bad for the guy. I genuinely do. Like no matter what joke i make about his brain you know being smashed into a million pieces up there like it's it's it sucks man like he's having you know obviously the last four weeks have been iffy but um like it, it's 
he finally gets an offensive minded coach with my, like, you know, Mike McDaniels there. It, it's just, everything's like, everything can fall into place for him to at least have success. And then he has to go through this. And, and I don't know, man, I had, I, I don't know about you, but I had a concussion like a long time ago and I totally blacked out and I woke up like hours later, like, where am I type deal? So <laughs> it's uh it's pretty scary ordeal. And to keep going out there after getting one, like he stayed in that game. I'm like, dude, this is, he could cause himself serious damage. And, and I blame the NFL and I blame the Dolphins training staff mm-hmm. too. Like somebody should lose their job for this. Oh, 100%. Yeah. The, people should be getting fined if they don't lose their job. Supposedly nobody saw it, you know, but that his head like ricochet, like, you know, pin, I don't want to say pinball, but like he came down and <laughs> just true. bam, smack. Yeah you know, um, right off, right off the ground. And after that, man, he was having a phenomenal game, but after that, he had, had those three picks, um, was making absolutely terrible reads. And, you know, I personally, um, like two of those interceptions looked like everybody was on the wrong page. So I personally blame the, the concussion for that. Um, but either way, it's more about his long-term health, you know, Teddy Bridgewater coming in this game, you know, as it, as it stands right now, I mean, he is a grown man. So, when it comes down to it, it's tough because it's like, should someone, you know, if he is cleared from a concussion standpoint, from a head injury standpoint, if the doctors are saying you can go, should the coach be like, no, we're, we're shutting you down. Or should they be like, Hey, you're a grown man. You make the decision. That's a tough one with me, honestly, you know, part of me, cause I had a bad concussion too. And it took well over a year for me to um, get over the symptoms. I actually still have a few symptoms from that. And this was seven years ago. So, um, I can uh, relate with him wanting to get back and, and do everything he was doing before. Cause that's what, you know, exactly what I wanted to do, but I can also see the, the wisdom on shutting him down for at least for the end of the season. I mean, you look at it, uh, long-term health, shut him down for the season. Even if the dolphins make the playoffs, where are they going? Let's be honest. The, the AFC is way too stacked for the dolphins to go anywhere. Protect your, your player, his life, protect your long-term future. If you're the dolphins and, and just shut, shut the guy down as tough as that might be. Uh, you got to do it, man. And, and if the Dolphins don't do it, honestly, uh, you know, I'm making a decision here on the, you know, on the recording as I'm, as I'm saying, like, should we, should we let them do it as a grown ass man or should they shut them down? No, I'm going to stick with, they need to shut them down. If they don't, that that's pretty sad. Like I said, the Dolphins aren't going anywhere. His health needs to be top priority. And this could, this could cause him a long-term effects his entire life. So what do you, what do you think about, just, I'll ask you, I'll preference you a question with that is, what do you think? Because I'm sure there'll be Dolphins fans like as soon as the playoff starts, if they do sh- indeed shut him down, they'll be clamoring for him. Like, do you think that's obviously like arrogant of them? Like, obviously a guy's health is more important than than like winning a Super Bowl, no matter what. I mean, I know there's guys out there playing with, like I saw an interview with uh, Arian Foster back in the day on on Joe Rogan, and he played he played with a broken collarbone since like week four or five, and I was like, that's unreal. I can't even imagine the amount of pain he went through, but like, this is a, the fact that we're talking about this so much is like, it's a head injury, man. Like it's, it's your, your brain controls everything. So if you, if your brain is, if your brain is not there, like if, if if you're mangled upstairs, it's like, you're going to have, you you could be a paraplegic. You could be a, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's so sad. I mean, you look at, look at Antonio, Antonio Brown after he got that hit from Vontez perfect. And you see how over the years he's gotten, you know, worse and worse and all the bizarre things, you know, we don't know a hundred percent if that's what happened, but you look at the time period and it's just, it's gotten, 
really, you know, out of out of control. He's responsible for his own actions, but I, I have to wonder if that concussions would start it at all. And I'm so glad Burfix out of the league, that POS. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I can see, like you said, people forget these guys are people. Um, fans forget they're, that they're individuals. They think they got to just go out and do their job, you know, play every week. I understand where the Dolphins fans are going to be coming from. F2 is like, I'm good. I'm good. Let me play. But long-term health, you got, you know, my opinion, long-term health, give him a, a year, you know, to, to see how he, he heals from the head injury, come back next year. Hopefully he's fine. And, you know, they still going to have their core of players. There's, you know, still have their coach and everything. They should be a better team next year. Um, that, that's my take on that. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I think, Obviously, the Dolphins have overachieved in some ways, like beating the Bills earlier in the season. So I'm sure, like, the coaching staff goes into those games thinking, oh, you know, we, we do have a chance, you know. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they shut them down the rest of the regular season and then throw them in there in the postseason. Like, I wouldn't be shocked in any, in any way. Yeah, I wouldn't be either. That's assuming they even make the postseason. So <laughs> right. we shall see. This week is, uh, I believe they're playing the Patriots, so that's – it's definitely big for them. Um, and speaking of another quarterback that is going to be running a team that's looking to try to make the playoffs, the uh, Riverboat Ron for the Washington Commanders has named Carson Wentz a starting quarterback this week over um, Taylor Heineke. Now, we we touched on that a little bit. You know, our last segment you know said it was a, a you know possibility. Does Wentz go in there and light a fire under under the team and and come out you know with a dub or? You know, are his teammates going to be a little, little salty because they like Heineke, and, and you know he did lead them to to a lot of good wins. They're playing the Browns, so honestly, if you're going to change quarterbacks against the Browns, probably isn't a bad idea because you know they're they're just dread, you know, god awful, absolutely dreadful. So, but you know, as a as an Eagles fan, I I always vote for Wentz no matter where he goes, unless he's playing the Eagles. So I'd like to see him succeed. You know, I think you know he's a very talented quarterback. Um, that makes a lot of a lot of dumb decisions, but even that, he had had that concussion in the playoff game a couple of years ago, and he had to come out of the game. And since then, his decision making had been a bit questionable because he was at the MVP level, um, you know, the year before, and then led him to the playoffs. And and after that, that head head injury, and that could be completely, um, uh, uh, coincidental, but it could also have affected him a little bit. It's, it's nuts, but. Riverboat Ron, is he making the right decision in Washington? Um, dude, that like we touched on this before, and I ripped, I ripped uh, Riverboat Ron. Hopefully, he listened to the show, <laughs> and and at least took my opinion into consideration. But uh, anyway, no, um, I mean, yeah, like you, that's why I say it's questionable. Like, um, Heineke didn't even play that bad against the 49ers. like, and that's the you know probably the best defense pound for pound in the league consistently week in and week out. Um, I don't know, man. It's, 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 it's really interesting. I won't, I won't rip him for the second straight week. That's a little repetitive, but uh, <laughs> sitting back and looking at it from a bird's eye view, it's like, you know, the guy hasn't played for, for quite some time now. Um, so he's going to have to shake off that rust. I mean, I know the Browns aren't, aren't a good team, but their defense can make plays. Um and Miles Garrett can make plays. Miles Garrett, yeah, um, yeah. That is, I'm all I'm going to say there. I, th- I, I don't know, man. Like, here's the thing: when, when all the chips come to the center of the table with Wentz, he usually falls apart. Uh, you know, you saw it in Philly. You saw it 
with the Colts last last year at the last week of the season, all he had to do was win. So, I mean, these are these are meaningful games for the Commanders. I I don't know if I really would have made this change now. Um, I would have probably stuck with Heineke until the the wheels fell off for this season. But uh, yeah, like you said, I, I'm in the same boat as you, man. Like I root for the guy. I have no like uh, hatred towards him. I mean, I think he. Ever since that ACL, I think his his psyche or his his confidence hasn't been there uh, to the level that it was. Uh, you know, seeing Nick Foles win it and everything else. Um, but he's still like a good. He's still he has a rocket for an arm. Um, but yeah, his, like you said, his decision making is questionable, and he's just not like a winner. I would say. Uh, but I I wouldn't mind seeing him have success. And these games are going to mean something. So he has to come out and and play well. If he doesn't play well it's going to be really, really bad for him going forward, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like this is definitely a um, kind of a, a tryout game um, for him. He plays extremely well and excels against the Browns. I think he keeps the job the rest of the year. You know, they play the Cowboys. And the other thing is what, you know, the commanders know, you know, that the Cowboys probably are just going to be locked into that number one um, spot for the wild card because unless the Eagles lose out. So the Cowboys in week 18, you know, are they going to rest some of their starters or are they going to play the commanders hard and, and try to upset their playoff chances? I, I think it's a good idea, you know, um, just to, to give it a shot. You know, what do you really have to lose? Is Tyler Heineke really going to lead you deep into the playoffs anyway? You know, when you traded something for Wentz and um, the guy still has a lot of talent, it's just a matter of can, can they get it out of him, you know, type thing. So I guess we'll see. Aaron, we've got a crazy um, potential signing, free, big free agent signing. You remember a guy called uh, Terrell Owens, right? I think I think I recall that name, man. It's coming, it's coming back to me now. Uh, he used to, he used to play for a few teams. He used to have a <laughs> career, but uh, <laughs> at forty nine years old, apparently he has been in contact with the Cowboys per his agent, um, and and potentially some interest from the Cowboys. So we know they just signed T.Y. Hilton because he's like 35. All they got to do is add about 15 years. And, you know, <laughs> if they really need depth, you know, for their wide receiver room, it, it might be worth a shot. But um, if they do sign him, he would pass George Blanda, who was 48 years old as the, the oldest NFL player. Honestly, I'm pretty sure he just wants to put his name in the record books for something. And <laughs> thus he's trying to get back in. I mean, he's in phenomenal shape. I was watching some of the workouts he was doing, you know, he's playing in some other league that nobody cares about, but <laughs> do we need to see T.O. meet me at the star or what? Ah, uh, dude, I hope not. I hope, I hope he doesn't like dude. that T.Y. Hilton signing. I was like, scared me a little bit. Like if, if T.O. has anything left in the tank and we got to play them, it's like, Dude, they they're lining up so many guys now that we gotta we gotta account for. Not to say To's gonna go go off or anything, but it's just another like, God forbid he you know what I mean he does. It's just like uh, I just I just don't want to see it. Like if he went if he went and played in New England, if he went and played in Tampa or or Dallas, I'd I'd really have a strong hatred towards him. Uh, so I hope yeah. he doesn't do any of the, that. Uh, yeah, I think it's more for a. Pl- I think it's more for publicity, to be completely honest, because Tio likes to stay relevant. But I guess we'll find out moving <laughs> forward. So, if that news if that news breaks, you heard it here, for gentlemen and uh, ladies, and anybody else who's listening. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, real quick to end this show, man, uh, as we're as we're coming into the new year, uh, I got an idea. Let's each have three teams that ha- should have a New Year's resolution. So uh, I'll start it off. Um, 
with the Tennessee Titans and the New Year's resolution that they should have would be to make sure that Derrick Henry has a reason to stay in Tennessee. (laughs) Whatever that that, whatever that might look like, whether you know that's getting some wide receivers or you know getting a good GM. I like Mike Rabel, but whatever that might be, give him a reason to stay in Tennessee. So we had talked about on another show, he should jump ship in, in my opinion. So that's my thought. Who, who do you got for your first team? Um, I got to go with the Carolina Panthers. Um, I guess you could say they're overachieving compared to where they were, you know, a month or two ago. <laughs> uh, but I really honest to God, I mean, they have to figure out who's going to play quarterback there. Like, I'm sorry, but Sam, Sam Darnold is just, I, I, I want to keep it PG-13 uh, for the listeners, but that guy just sucks. It, I'll say it like this. Just like uh, if you listen to last <laughs> week's show, uh, or actually Monday's show, um, about Quez Watkins, I would describe Sam Darnold as the same way. So we'll we'll, keep, we'll stay there. You got to go back in time to, to see how I feel about him. But, uh, yeah, Sam Darnold ain't it. Uh, that Philip Walker guy – or I'm sorry, P, it goes by P.J. Walker – uh, he looked okay. Like he didn't look bad. I mean, do they have anything there? I'm not sure. He played in like what the XFL or, or whatever there, but or um, the CFL, something like that. Something yeah, NFL, some other league. Um, I think he was in the NFL before and then went to this, you know, he's bounced around a little bit, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> New Year's resolution quarterback, New Year's new- resolution, get a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, you got to f- figure a way to get like either somebody in the draft or, or somebody proven that is 10 times better than Sam Darnold will ever be say it that way. Hey, who knows, who knows, maybe Derek Carr heads to the Panthers. So. <laughs> okay. But, uh, <laughs> Goodness, that's not much better at this point. Oh man. Um, my second, second team, I'm going to going to go with the Texans. What their new year's resolution should be is a relocation. <laughs> they should just get out of Houston, head somewhere else, start everything completely fresh and that's, the stadium. I, that, that's the resolution moving right along who's your second team this one this was this should be an easy one but uh the indiana once, once again at the quarterback position the indianapolis colts uh an absolute atrocity of a of a franchise the last couple of years uh i shouldn't even say that because like they have the roster and in some in some positions, they have a great roster, but in others, um, I love Nick Foles as much as the next guy, but you, <laughs> you you take that guy out of Philadelphia, he just looks horrible. I don't know what it is. So I don't think he'll, he'll be the guy. I mean, he, what, he was like third string at one point. Um, they played that, that young guy. I don't even know his name. That's how irrelevant he is uh, so far. Sam uh, Ellinger, I think. Something yeah, like that. yeah, something like that. Uh, Matt Ryan is just just diarrhea on top <laughs> on top of throw up like that guy he's, he's, he is oh, horrible. Man. <laughs> so, oh man that's awful go out that's and get awful. a quarterback don't go out and get russell wilson though I'm, i hear the that's always the, <laughs> on the rumor mill they need to actually figure it out and not take a massive leap of faith again they need to have like a guy all right we're sold on this guy and and we're going forward because ever since andrew luck man they have not really figured it out yeah, they've had no luck with quarterbacks since he's since he retired. So, uh, my third team, what their New Year's resolution should be, 49ers. Uh, since we're talking about quarterbacks, their resolution should be to stick with one, figure out, and then stick with one once all three are healthy. Because they are, you know, depending on what Brock Purdy does, 
they're going to have one hell of a conundrum come the offseason. So figure out what you're doing. You're going to treat Jimmy G right. You're going to go with the the young fella, Trey Lance, who's just injured, or are you going to go with Mr. Irrelevant, who <laughs> should have if, – if Mr. Irrelevant leads them to the Super Bowl, you got to get rid of G, and Trey Lance can be his backup. That's just my opinion, but figure out what you're doing, 49ers. Uh, wh- who you got for your third and final team, bro? Yeah, man. Will, will they learn from the Eagles when uh, when Foles wins the Super Bowl and then they give all that money to Wentz? Like, you know, will they right. do that same thing with Lance and, and Birdie? That would be – That'd be wild, but but they have such a good system that it, it doesn't much matter. It seems like, um, yeah. My, my my third team is the the Pittsburgh Steelers, a team we talk about a good bit on the show, um, especially <laughs> especially as of recently. Obviously, you know the, the game for Franco and and everything else that's going on with them. But if they don't get an offensive line, man, Kenny Pickett is not going to last. Uh, he gets absolutely. I don't know if I see a guy get hit more than than that guy uh, on a maybe Justin Fields. Um, but Justin Fields is more, you know, scrambling ability, obviously than, than Pickett. but, um, right. dude, watching the whole that, new offensive line, the <laughs> whole new, just everybody uh, from left guard to right, everybody, the center, all of them. No, I'm sure there's one or two in there that are good, but on the outside, man, on the tackle positions and, and things, it, it's shaky at best. So, uh, they need to figure it out and I'll keep Mike Tomlin out of this one to this, this week. Fair enough. I thought maybe your resolution was to to fire Mike Tomlin, but <laughs> they do need an O line more than they need to get rid of Tomlin. So uh, I think that's all we got for you guys uh, this time, folks. Glad you could join us in the middle of the week if you're listening. Um, when we release this or whenever you listen to it, glad you're you're tuning in. We appreciate y'all. So follow us on Twitter at brutally honest, but drop the T brutally honest. Uh, Twitter will not allow us to have a handle with the T on it, unfortunately. But Aaron, who are we shouting out this week? Oh, as always, man, it's always the, the usual suspects up there in, in the great land of Canada. We'll start out with those guys, um, you know, 1420. Check those guys out. They're back doing the uh, 1420 in the morning for your morning commute, especially the hockey fans out there. Uh, you know, tune into that. Uh, tune into level the playing field. And as always, uh, fan fan in the van. He did a pretty good show on the, the Immaculate uh, Weekend. That's what he called it, the Immaculate Weekend. Uh, so if you're a Steelers fan or, or an NFL or NBA or or MLB fan for that matter, you know check him out and check all check all those guys out. Sounds good. Then we'll be back this Friday with the show, looking into the slate of games coming up this Sunday. A lot of playoff implications. So you don't want to miss that. So we will talk to you then, or I guess you'll listen to us then. Hopefully. <laughs> anyway, take care, everybody. We love y'all. Have a good night. <laughs>